This is Morning Air. This is about educating a people that for 40 years haven't been given the full truth. It's time now to speak the truth. When you do things to the best of your ability, keeping Jesus number one and doing everything you possibly can for His glory, that's a winner. You are called to make the light of Christ shine brightly in the world. Bringing the light of Christ to start your day. This is Morning Air with John Morales on Relevant Radio. Four minutes after the hour, it's Tuesday, November 23rd. Good morning and welcome back to Morning Air on the Memorial of St. Clement I, Pope and Martyr and Blessed Miguel Pro. I'm John Morales, along with Glenn Leverance. Thanks so much for joining us this morning across America. On Tuesdays, we always remember to pray to our guardian angels. We always ask our guardian angels uh, for help in our everyday lives. Now, this morning, we have heavy hearts, and we continue to pray for all the victims of the senseless tragedy in Waukesha, Wisconsin, on Sunday that killed at least five people and injured over 48 more, including a Catholic priest and 13 children. Uh, now I want to bring in Glenn Leverance. Glenn, uh, last night there was a prayer vigil. Four parishes had Eucharistic adoration in Waukesha. Uh, what's the latest uh, with this very, very sad tragedy? Well, uh, as I just mentioned on the news a minute ago, Daryl Brooks, the driver, will be uh, in court today being charged with uh, five counts of murder there. And uh, the very sad news for those who've listened to Morning Air for any amount of time over the last decade and a half, every Wednesday you heard uh, for so many years Dave Durand, our success and leadership coach. Dave lost his wife, Tamara, one of those who was killed, part of the dancing grannies in the parade in Waukesha on Sunday. He spoke to the, the Daily Beast on Monday, talked about how she literally danced her way through life. The youngest, one of the dancing grannies. Again, this was one of the groups of uh, women in their 50s, 60s, 70s that were grandmothers and uh, part of the parade run over by the driver. Uh, he said she's the type who, when she walked in the room, everybody noticed her smile dancing through life. Dancing was her favorite thing. It was her first time with this group. She danced, he said, when there was no music, love dancing, always danced. That describes her personality. And... Uh, also had a passion for her grandson, providing care for him four days a week so her daughter could go to nursing school. And uh, Dave's wife, Tamara, also a hospice and critical care chaplain at Waukesha Memorial. And in 2009, she saved a homeless man from drowning in the Wisconsin River. Uh, and so uh, quite an incredible life uh, gone too soon. Our condolences to Dave, again, the loss of Dave's wife, Tamara, in the tragedy on Sunday in Waukesha at the age of 52. But our condolences to, to Dave, his family, and everyone who uh, lost loved ones and is just lifting up that, that whole situation, John, in prayer. No question, uh, Glenn. Uh, my heart is heavy. Uh, I was uh, shocked to, to hear the news of uh, Dave Duran's wife, uh, Tamara, and it's a, it's a reminder uh, that here at Relevant Radio, we really are a family. Uh, this is, uh, this is a, just a, an awful tragedy that didn't have to happen. Um, we will continue to pray for uh, Dave Duran's wife, uh, Tamara, for her soul, uh, her eternal rest, uh, as well as the entire family, and all the families, uh, all the many people that have been affected by this senseless tragedy. Uh, Glenn, the, the thing that is uh, so upsetting to so many people is that uh, this, this fellow, uh, this uh, suspect, uh, Daryl Brooks, with this long criminal record that went well Way back to 1999, he shouldn't have even been out on bail to begin with. This should have never happened. 
to active cases pending against him, and he was let out of jail just this past Friday on just $1,000 bond. The latest charge against him was for running someone else down at a gas station. It's a very, very uh, sad situation, and obviously uh, this Thanksgiving is going to be very difficult uh, for all the families involved. Uh, Thanks, uh, Glenn. Thanks so much, as always. Hey, sure thing, John. And uh, let's uh, let's pray uh, very specifically uh, in in a very heartfelt way this morning uh, for all of of the families uh, affected by this tragedy in Waukesha. And we uh, we pray to our Lord, our merciful Lord, uh, through the intercession of the Mother of God, our Blessed Mother Mary, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, patroness of the Americas, patroness of life and of relevant radio, pray for us. St. Joseph, in this year of St. Joseph, pray for us. St. John Paul II, co-patron of relevant radio, Pray for us, and we invoke the Holy Spirit every day when we pray. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Our power scripture, as we do uh, every morning from the Playbook of Life, is from Matthew 24, verses 42 and 44. Jesus the Lord says, Watch, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Therefore, you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. Our Lord Jesus Christ reminds us that we must be watchful. Christ says that no one knows the day or the hour, nor the angels, nor the Son, but only the Father. None of us know when the end of the world or the second coming of Christ will happen, but every one of us will face the end of our own lives when we will meet the Lord, the just judge. And we pray uh, with great confidence and trust in his mercy when we pray, Jesus, I trust in you. I want to remind you um, also here this morning as we uh, get ready uh, to enter the Advent season uh, next week uh, that the Merry Beggars uh, premiere production at Relevant Radio is bringing back the classic A Christmas Carol, a way that it was originally intended, a a rich story told to us by Charles Dickens himself. It will truly be theater of the mind. Uh, It will bring you daily this Advent season beginning on December 1st through Christmas. Uh, These uh, daily updates, uh, you're going to love them. Give them a try. You can sign up today at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Our number, if you want to be part of the show, 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. Now let's talk about love. When I say goodbye Cause I believe in the power of love. And 
we're now joined by Martha Fernandez Sardina to continue with our weekly series, Remember You Are Love. Today's episode is entitled In Thanksgiving for Love. Martha is an international bilingual speaker, teacher, trainer, writer, consultant, outreach developer, and the former director for evangelization for the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. and San Antonio. She's also the founder of RememberYouAreLove.com and host of the Remember You Are Love TV series. Good morning, Martha. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, great to be with you once again here uh, during uh, this Thanksgiving week. Good morning. Great to be with you. Martha, as uh, as we approach Thanksgiving, uh, we have so much to, to be thankful for, uh, as, as so many wonderful love uh, memories that we have, uh, some to be happy for and some to, to feel sad for. That's true, and I want to give my condolences to the uh, relevant radio family for that loss that you mentioned uh, at the top of the hour. Um, today's a happy, sad day uh, for me as well, uh, in so far as I am very, very, very grateful and thankful for the gift of life, of my own life, because on a day like today, many years ago, I was in a car accident and I almost died that day. And then uh, within eight days, I almost died a second time when they discovered uh, that I had a blood clot uh, that they had to remove, which they did, and here I am. Uh, so for that, I'm very happy, but I'm sad for the many people who have lost their lives uh, or the lives of their loved ones this year, including a very dear friend of mine, Pat, who passed away on January 22nd with complications due to COVID. And so this is a time, John, when many of us uh, and you listeners know that we are amidst love uh, amidst sadness, I should say, joy and sadness. It's a time when we receive love and we give love. And, and it's a time for us to be grateful, to remember, like you said, John, some love memories, the people that we've loved and we've been loved by throughout our lives, the love opportunities that we have had and enjoyed or missed, uh, and the ways in which we carry out acts of love and are love givers and are also love recipients um, and face challenges in our loving every day. We must always be grateful, but at the same time, uh, realize that none of us knows the day or the hour. In, in fact, um, I was reflecting on today's uh, power scripture here in this final uh, week uh, of the church calendar as uh, Holy Mother Church is uh, reminding us of the four last things. And really, no one knows the day or the hour. And so we need to be vigilant. We need to, to, to watch as our Lord Jesus Christ reminds us. As the Lord reminds us, and as you often remind us uh, in quoting St. John of the Cross, that at the end of our days, we will be judged by love. And uh, I like to think that we will be judged by God who is love, but also by the love with which we live, the love which we give. And so uh, we can be thankful for the many opportunities. And sometimes, John, which is a great emphasis of mine, when we meet every Tuesday to talk about love, um, the small things, a lot of times it's not even the huge, big things, although those are also great things that we need to be thankful for. But sometimes it's the little, it's the little ways in which we have been loved. And for example, um, I mentioned this friend of mine, Pat Villarreal, and his wife, Sylvia, who's my good and dear friend, 
mourning the loss of Pat reminds me often, you know, he was your greatest cheerleader. You know that he was your greatest love messenger because Pat was very attuned with this idea of remember you are loved, of going out every day and reminding not only yourself, but reminding other people. And uh, he was one of the, the greatest love messengers when he would go around with the wristbands that say, remember you are love.com or in Espanol, eresamado.com. And he would give them to other people. And I have many great memories with Pat, but also uh, great pictures of him uh, giving love to other people. And the interesting thing is that uh, it was a small gesture of love of Pat toward me that actually helped me launch Remember You Are Love. When one day he came up to me after mass and he said, you know, Sylvia and I just love you so much. And if there's anything we could ever do for you, if you need anything, let us know. And he gave me his business card and I had no idea what he meant. Uh, but one day I was thinking about launching this as an apostolate and I said, I don't know what he meant, but I might as well ask him. So I called them up and I said, you, you said, you, you know, if you ever need anything, let us know. So I do need something, but I don't know what you meant. And so that's what started a magnificent uh, friendship. Uh, and and uh, it also helped me launch Remember You Are Loved uh, back in uh, 2013. And so it's the small things, John, sometimes just letting the Holy Spirit lead you. I think uh, it's so important to um, to reflect here as uh, we get ready for Thanksgiving on uh, all the people that we've loved and, and been loved by. And you know, when, when you you talk about your friend who who died of of COVID, um, if you think about it, you know, the, you, you, on, in the media you hear the statistics all the time. Now we're somewhere around seven hundred seventy three thousand Americans that have, have perished from uh, this pandemic. Yet, if you think about it. It's much more than just a number. That represents a, a, a human being, a person, a family, uh, a, a dad, a mom, a child, a grandmother. Every single one of those numbers uh, has a human life behind it, and, and human life is so precious. That's so true, and we need to remind ourselves that it's the small memories and the, and the big ones <clears throat> that make up life, and when we pass on, through death to eternal life, what do we want to be remembered for and by? Is it the big things that we did, the accomplishments of the world, you know, the accolades of the world, or do we want to be remembered by our loved ones on earth for their acts of love and vice versa? Those who precede us and go into eternity, how do we remember them? Is it the big things that they did, you know, for for uh, you know, glamour and, and to be on the front cover of, of even of Catholic magazines, or is it the one-on-one, -on -one, the, the small things, the memories? And I think that's mostly what we do remember. Um, this month, I also remember my parents um, who are both deceased. They've preceded us into eternity. And um, I think of the, the moments, the small moments, the moments that we shared together obviously a, a life of caring for, for their children and their family in different ways, but, but it's the small moments, you know, that come to your mind of how much you connected with that person, how much you looked them in the eyes, how much you listened carefully to their words. And here's a word to the young ones listening to us, but also those advanced in age. Many times that 
listening, attentive listening is so important because later, you know, the stories that you hear over and over again that you just wish they wouldn't tell you one more time, those are the ones that later in life, when that person is gone, those are the ones you wish you could hear one last time. And so as we journey through life, um, knowing that, that life is uh, fragile, uh, treat it with care, as you see on, a, on some posters around there, um, treat it with love. Treat every single human being you come across with love because they may be needing that more than ever now, and you may be needing that more than ever later if you let that opportunity go by. And the Lord puts opportunities uh, in our pathways uh, every day. We just have to be uh, aware of these opportunities. And with Thanksgiving coming up, uh, this is always a golden opportunity to, uh, to, to be charitable, to be loving to our own uh, friends and family members. You know, it's true, uh, and we need to be so attentive. I, I like to say, especially when I talk about evangelization and knowing when when to move forward in a conversation with someone, you know, you have to be attentive as if you had antennas, one directed to the Holy Spirit and one to the person in front of you, and to see if you have a green light, which means go forward, a yellow light, which means proceed with caution or prepare to stop, or a big red light, which obviously means stop. And I had such an opportunity uh this past weekend when I went grocery shopping and I had my antennas on. I, I just always do, I'm very observant. And I just noticed someone in the store that seemed like she was, but she wasn't shopping. And then I, I continued shopping obviously. And then um, I came across her again and she was in an aisle looking at like some little um, uh, apple pie, like individual little pies. And I thought to myself, is she struggling? to decide what she can buy. And I noticed that in one hand, she had a few coins. She opened her hand while she was looking at the little pie. And so just happened that the uh, register opened right where she was standing and the fellow said, yeah, I can get you over here, ma'am. So as I crossed over, I whispered to her, I said, are you struggling to eat for lack of money? And she looked at me and I said again, is it money? And she said, yes. I said, go get what you need and come quickly. I'll take care of it. And so uh, she went and grabbed a few things and I had already checked out. So, well, actually I paid for them and then it was very little. And I said, do you need something more? And she said, well, I could use a couple more things. I said, go back. I'll, I'll just go right through the register again. And so that's what we did. And then we spent two hours talking in the parking lot. People have a lot of issues. People have a lot of suffering. People have a lot of stories to tell and some which she did not. And, and that was an opportunity that I am grateful, John, that I did not miss because she was so loved at that moment. And she thanked me so much. And she said, you know, you could have thought that I was just, you know, some homeless person, smelly and, or whatever, or that I was trying to steal or whatever it may be, but you took the time. And I'm glad I took the time because John, that could be you. That could be me. We never know. So let's be grateful for the antennas that the Lord gives us a signal, move in and, and reach out to somebody with love, especially this Thanksgiving weekend. And I think it's also an opportunity to uh, reflect on uh, the the wonderful things uh, that we may have experienced. We may be the recipients of acts of love uh, from uh, friends, uh, co-workers, family members that may have done a little thing that really meant a lot. I've received a lot of love in a lot of ways uh, from a lot of people throughout my entire life. And so I live in an attitude of gratitude for that. 
Um, I've also uh, had people who have not loved me as they ought and the same can be said of me. They have received uh, the gift of love from me, but oh, not always. Um, but then it's the little, it's the little things that surprise you sometimes. Like the uh, about a month ago, I went to check my oil for an oil change, and I went to this one place, uh, and I said, I don't even know if I need an oil change. And the guy said, Well, maybe you don't, because you know people aren't driving around that much these days. And so he checked it, and Tracy, I need to give thanks again to, for uh, Tracy to the Lord. He checked my oil. He said, I'll top it off. I'll top off everything. He he clean my windshield wipe. He did everything and he didn't charge me anything. He said, no, man, there's no need. And I said, Tracy, well, I'm going to pay you back with prayers. Do you have any needs? And he said, I have a heart condition. And so ever since for the last month or two, I've been praying for Tracy at a grease monkey somewhere in the United States of America. It doesn't matter where you encounter people, as long as you encounter the person and allow yourself to receive their love and give love right back to them. Martha, um, we're just a couple of days away from uh, Thanksgiving. We're here in the final week of the liturgical year. We just celebrated the Feast of uh, the Solemnity of Christ the King. Uh, a final thought on how we might be people of love this Thanksgiving. Well, as I mentioned a moment ago, have an attitude of gratitude for the gift of life, for the gift of a life-giving, personal love relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your King. Have an attitude of gratitude for all that you have because we never know, like you said, the day nor the hour. And have yourself a happy and a holy Thanksgiving weekend, taking time to reflect, to regroup as we end the year and begin a new liturgical year. Make this Advent season count as a time of prayer and penance, of grace and goodness, of goodness to yourself, and to others. So happy and holy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, uh, Martha. Where can uh, our listeners uh, find you? They can go to MarthaFernandezSardina.com and to RememberYouAreLove.com. You can invite me to speak at your parish, your conference, your diocese. You can also find links, uh, uh, those for the 12-part uh, TV series. And you can also acquire your love outreach items, t-shirts, mugs, wristbands, baby bibs, uh, a number of things for Christmas. So remember you are love.com and Martha Fernandez Sardina.com. And remember, John, you are loved. And so are you. Thanks so much, Thank uh, Martha. Uh, again, we're going to continue to talk about gratitude uh, coming up after uh, the break. As morning air continues, we're going to check in with our spiritual director, Father James Kabicki, uh, who will Continue talking about uh, this attitude of gratitude as we approach Thanksgiving. Uh, stay with us. There's much more to come here on Morning Air after this. Today, we'd like to thank Daniel, who's listening in Arkansas, for donating his Dodge. You can join thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles by visiting relevantradio.com car. You are listening to Morning Air with John Morales. Coast to coast on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Good morning, life. Good morning, sun. How are you? Skies above. Gee, it's great to be alive and in love. 31 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Morning Air. I'm John Morales, along with Glenn Leverance. Thanks for joining us this morning. Our number, if you want to be part of the conversation, 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. 
When most Americans think of Thanksgiving Day, they think of a national holiday. In years past, before the COVID pandemic, we would think of the traditional Thanksgiving Day parades, lots of turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing with all the trimmings, and of course, pumpkin pie. Thanksgiving Day also evokes images of watching lots of football, the traditional NFL games with the Lions and the Cowboys, and those family gatherings with relatives that you hardly ever see. For many Catholics, Thanksgiving Day is so much more. Well, I think it should be giving thanks to God, obviously, and uh, and I think going to Mass, celebrating the Eucharist is um, is the prime way. And then giving him thanks for everything that he's given us and being with family and and all of the joy that that, that brings to us is, uh, is, I think, is part of that. Going to Mass is always a very good thing and uh, it there again uh, allows everyone to be in the presence of our Lord and his Eucharistic sacrifice. When you look at the rest of the world and, and the situation people live in, you know, uh, you know, compared to what we have here, you know, it's uh, we have a, a tremendous lot of advantage and you know to take advantage of that and share that and you know with others and uh, to give back what we've been given because we're just a steward of these gifts you know they're, they're truly not ours they're God-given. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. And now joining us for more on an attitude of gratitude as we approach Thanksgiving Day is our spiritual director, Father James Kabicki. Father Kabicki is a Jesuit priest, the director of the St. Francis Mission on the Rosebud Reservation in South Dakota, and a relevant radio contributor with his daily prayer reflections, as well as a longtime contributor to this program. Good morning, Father Kabicki. Thanks so much for being with us. Good to be with you once again here uh, in anticipation of Thanksgiving Day. Yes, John, I'm, I'm glad we're here together to talk about that because, you know, I, I think it's, it's really a challenge for, for people in general, but especially during difficult times. Um, I like to say that, you know, we are the people who look at a glass and we tend to see what's missing, you know. So is the glass half full or half empty? And we tend to say it's half empty. And, you know, I think early on, um, there, there's that kind of sense of, uh, of, of emptiness, of, of reaching out. You know, I think of kids when, when they reach out to grab something that a parent has or another child has, and the parents will say to their children, they'll teach them, now, don't, don't be grabbing and demanding, but, but ask politely, please. And then after the child receives what was asked for, what was requested, the children are taught a second word, and that is always thank you. And so I, I think it's important for us, you know, that we, again, tend to be kind of negative and look at things in terms of that the glass is half empty, that this time of year and actually every day, we should try to develop that attitude of gratitude, as you put it, John, and um, be more positive and, and to think of the blessings that we have rather than what we don't have. Without a doubt, uh, it, it's so easy uh, to uh, to be caught up in day to day, everyday life, uh, and and oftentimes we forget to be grateful for the little things. And when you reflect on the little things, uh, there's so much that that God has given us. You know, Father Rocky has said it so many times. Uh, we need to be grateful for everything because everything is a gift. And so, uh, from that perspective, uh, we have so much to be grateful. 
grateful for um, as we approach Thanksgiving. That's right, John. And, and that's where I think, uh, you know, a daily uh, examination, not, not just an examination of conscience, you know, where we think about what have I done wrong? How have I sinned today? Where did I fall into temptation? Or what's my weakness? But, but to begin a daily review by thinking first of how God has blessed us this day, because um, a sin is always a lack of gratitude. It, it leads to um, this uh, ignoring God's goodness and and uh, thinking in terms of again what do I, what do I want rather than what does God want for me what has God given me how has God blessed me so I, I highly recommend that you know at the end of a day to review the day first in terms of how has God blessed me and uh, what what are those little things you know one of the things John that I've become uh, just really grateful for. About a year ago or so, our hot water heater went out in the the little Jesuit community where I live out here on the Rosebud Reservation, and it took about two or three days for us to get a new hot water heater because we're basically in the middle of nowhere, and to have that delivered and installed and such took a little while, and so you know I was I was taking hot water out of uh, we had two hot water heaters and I was able to take hot water out of the kitchen sink in a bucket and go into our shower and use that to uh, bathe myself with. But once we got that hot water heater back, boy, I'll tell you, John, every morning when I take a hot shower, I am grateful for that gift that God has given us, you know, of hot water. So it's those little things that I think can help us develop day by day a better attitude of gratitude. I uh, know exactly how you feel, Father, because I remember a couple of years ago, our hot water heater broke down uh, during the winter. And I'll tell you, taking a shower with cold water is not fun any time of the year, especially um, when it's cold outside. So yeah, the little uh, small things. And and I think that this is something that um, the tone is set with our prayer life right from the very beginning of the day uh, with our morning offering and, and our prayers throughout the day. Day, just to be able to say, just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, can you talk about uh, the the importance of uh, of being aware of having this attitude of, of gratitude and saying thank you, Jesus, for the many blessings that we receive every single day? Well, I think you're right, John. You know, it begins with that first moment of the day. You know, uh, the ten, our tendency, you know, especially if we're uh, addicted to caffeine is to start the day in a groggy fashion and think, oh, no, I wish I could sleep longer or I hate to face the things I have to, you know, face this day. Um, and and so we can often begin the day with a real negative attitude that is, is just colors the beginning of the day and, and then flows into the rest of our day. And so I, I think it's really important to begin the day uh, aware, God, you have given me uh, a night's sleep, and I have awoken this morning, and you've given me another day in which to know you, love you, and serve you, in which to know your love for me and love you in return by uh, serving my neighbor. And to, to think of each day in that way, and then, you know, that's where the morning offering prayer comes in. You know, we, we receive each day as a gift, and then we return that day to the Lord as an act of love for him. So um, it's, it's very much a, a matter of um, uh, that, that beginning the day with a positive attitude, having gratitude, and then um, offering that day to him. 
And that helps, that sets us up during the day to be more aware of um, the ways that God might be blessing us, you know, with a, a beautiful sunrise, which I'm looking at right now outside my window here in South Dakota, um, or uh, again, the gift of food, the gift of hot water, the gift of friendship and love. We're just more set up to offer those little prayers of thanksgiving throughout the day. And Father Kabicki, I think uh, another way uh, to meditate on this attitude of gratitude is to uh, spend some time uh, with the Word of God, uh, with Scripture, because there are many, many dozens and dozens of Scriptures uh, that talk about gratitude, that talk about thanksgiving. In fact, I, I started the segment uh, with a very famous one, Give Thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His love endures forever, uh, from the Old Testament, from Chronicles uh, 16. 34, but there's there's many more. Uh, St. Paul tells us in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I think if we spend some moments reflecting on what the Word of God has to say about being grateful, about giving thanks, uh, that can really uh, enlarge our hearts. Yes, indeed, John. And, you know, that's where um, the divine office comes in, the breviary, the prayer of the church, which is meant not just for uh, priests and deacons or for um, monks and cloistered sisters. It's, it's meant for the entire church. And, and you know, every, um, every um, psalm basically has a, a sense of praise to it, that we're giving praise and thanks to God for uh, for his goodness. And so, again, using those psalm prayers at the beginning of the day in our morning prayer can, can really be a way that we um, enter into more of that spirit of thanksgiving and praise. The, the other thing I would point out too, John, is, uh, to, as you said, St. Paul says, give thanks to God in all things. And I can't help thinking of how, you know, the origin of this holiday of thanksgiving goes back to uh, President Lincoln in the middle of the Civil War. And so you have the, the nation torn apart by uh, an armed conflict, and, and you could say brother against brother, sister against sister, that there's this, this war going on in our country. And uh, that's when uh, Abraham Lincoln said, we need to have a special holiday. I'm designating this as a holiday uh, in uh, November to give thanks to God for his blessings, even in the midst of this tragic war that we're in the middle of right now. Yeah, it's very interesting, uh, the, the context of uh, the history of uh, this feast of, of Thanksgiving, this national holiday. Uh, Father, when you think back to your own experiences growing up, uh, were there any uh, traditions that come to mind in your family to get you in the, in the spirit of Thanksgiving? Well, I remember growing up in, in the Milwaukee area, um, often there, were, there would be snow on Thanksgiving Day, and I remember going out, there was a little hill um, that the neighbors had, and, and we would go sledding down that hill, and, uh, and it was all, and then by, you know, the middle of the afternoon is when we would have the, the famous turkey dinner. Now, I have to admit, John, I, I was a finicky eater, and I always liked turkey because of the breast 
the white meat. But once in a while in my Polish family, we would have duck, which is all dark meat. And I can say that even on Thanksgiving as a child, <laughs> I was kind of disappointed when we didn't have a, a good turkey breast uh, to chew upon and enjoy. But, uh, but I do remember that um, we always celebrated Thanksgiving at, at, in my parents' house. We would go to my grandparents for Christmas, and, but it was always Thanksgiving dinner at my parents' house, and, and it was a sense of our, our own closeness as a family. I'd like to invite our listeners, if you'd like to be part of our conversation, talking about gratitude here uh, on Thanksgiving. If you have some traditions uh, in your own family that you'd like to share with us of how you, you've gotten into the spirit of Thanksgiving, or perhaps you want to share what you are grateful for, uh, or maybe you want uh, a question that you want to run by uh, Father Kabicki, our number 888-914-9149. That's 888 Nine one four nine. Father, we need to just take a, a, a short break, but we will continue our conversation with Father James Kabicki uh, about uh, this attitude of gratitude as we get ready for Thanksgiving. There's much more uh, on the other side. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, Visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. We always take time before every meal, regardless if it's Thanksgiving, just to give thanks to God and all he's done for us. Blessings that sometimes we don't realize are blessings. If you really look into it, there's always a plan that God has. And it's good to be thankful for what he does because it's always for his good. I think it's a time when we can all be thankful for not only our families and friends, but also for the gifts that God has given us. And it's something I know that I myself don't think enough about. And so much of the time I'm ingrateful for what God has given me and the blessings that I have had. But uh, it's a time that I think everyone could and should reflect on that, and Catholics in particular. Even though we do live in very tumultuous times, there are also a lot of blessings that go along with it. Primarily, I give thanks for, for my children and for my family and for my extended family for life. And, um, and I give thanks for the freedoms that we still have in this country and, uh, and pray that, you know, that those continue. I really used to enjoy the, uh, some of the cartoons they had about the pilgrims. Uh, on Thanksgiving, which I think reminds people it is kind of a national religious holiday, regardless of your denomination in, in particular. And uh, that's a good thing. I don't think many countries have a national religious holiday. And welcome back to Morning Air. You just heard from some of our Relevant Radio listeners, our Relevant Radio family, talking about the many things that we have to be grateful for as we continue our conversation with our very own Father James Kabicki, our spiritual director, the director of the St. Francis Mission on the Rosebud Reservation in western South Dakota. We're talking about gratitude. If you want to be part of the conversation, give us a call, 888 888- 914-9149. You want to share some uh, traditions in your own family uh, besides uh, eating a big meal and watching lots of football uh, that have helped you get into the spirit of Thanksgiving. Uh, we'd love to hear from you again. 888-914-9149. Uh, Father, welcome back. Thank you, John. Good to be with you. And hopefully some of our listeners can share their stories with us. Well, Barb uh, is uh, answering the call. She's joining us uh, from Winfield, Illinois. Barb, uh, 
Good morning. Welcome to Morning Air. You're on with Father Kabicki. Good morning. And I'd like to share what we do in our family. Um, we, I came from a large family of nine children. My sister always used to host Thanksgiving, and um, we sit about 30 or more in, our, in her basement. And what I did is I had, years ago, I had typed up Psalm 100 and put it on a little piece of construction paper with some little pilgrim stickers on the side. And then I put it around on every placemat, every you know, plate that's set up. And then before we start to eat, we all read together. And it's just so beautiful. Everybody reads Psalm 100, you know, the Psalm of Thanksgiving together. Mm-hmm. And um, now, since then, I've had children. So my children are in Arizona, and I've made those pieces of paper for them, and they take them with them. And I have a son in Texas. So now well, the family's growing, but yet still as a group, we still, you know, the family still reads together Psalm 100. Mm-hmm. Boy, Barb, you know what I, I think is so good about that? Two things. One is, first of all, we can get into such a habit of, of saying the meal prayer, which is beautiful, bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts. But sometimes that you know becomes become so routine and so rote that we forget what it actually means, that we're thanking God for the blessing of that food and asking God to bless it and bless us. And to do something uh, more creative like uh, what you have been doing, I think is a way of of reminding us uh, and and to get out of that routine. But the second thing that I, I really like about what you're doing, Barbara, is that it's it's a way of um, introducing people who maybe are not so familiar with the scriptures and how the words of the Psalms can uh, really express what's deep inside us. To To use that Psalm to introduce people to that uh, it's like planting a seed that um, they, the Bible might become more a part of their lives in the family as well. So that's a great suggestion for all of this, for all our listeners, Barb. Thank you. Thanks so much, uh, Barb. Uh, Therese is joining us uh, from Darien, Illinois, in the south suburbs of Chicago. Good morning, uh, Therese. Uh, welcome to Morning Air. Good morning. I just wanted to share a tradition we started a few years ago. My brothers and sisters and I started pitching in and having a mass set for Thanksgiving for all the blessings given to our family every year. Um, it just costs $10 for a mass, and that's infinite value. And um, a priest I read once said that a lot of people offer masses and petition, but not many do it in Thanksgiving. So we decided to do that every year. Well, hey, that's another great idea, Therese, because, um, you know, the word Eucharist, uh, which is another word for the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. The word Eucharist means thanksgiving, and it's the great greatest prayer of the Church. It's the prayer of thanksgiving where we thank God for the gift of Jesus, and Jesus gives himself to us, shares his life with us. And you're right, you know, often when people ask to have Masses celebrated, it's uh, for uh, someone who's dying or has died or for health or it's it's uh, in petition but it's less frequent for people to ask to have a mass of thanksgiving offered and uh, to be able to do that on thanksgiving day itself that's that's really special so thanks for that suggestion Therese. 
Appreciate it, uh, Therese. Thanks so much. Uh, you know, Father Kabikia, I can't help but think of, of some families who sometimes on uh, uh, the morning of Thanksgiving, they feel o- overwhelmed. The mom is overwhelmed. They have so much to cook. They're, all the relatives are coming over, and they're so busy with the food part of celebrating Thanksgiving that they forget that it's a good idea to go to Mass to set the tone for the day and really give thanks in the, in the greatest form possible, uh, the holy sacrifice of the Mass. That's that's right, John. I I think that's why um, going to Mass, celebrating Mass uh, the morning of Thanksgiving, and maybe adjusting our schedule uh, so that um, the the cooking can be done earlier, uh, and and the turkey can be going while we're at Mass, or you know to do some of the preps the day before that kind of thing, um, because you know it it is the the greatest gift we have to be able to uh, share the Eucharist uh, as a family and uh, to receive that blessing. Um, and you know, John, that's the other thing I was going to mention too. That I at the top of the the show, I, I mentioned that two of the words that children first learn are to to say please when they're uh, asking for something, not just demanding it, but to say please. And then after they receive what they've asked for, to say thank you for that. But then often when the child receives uh, something like a candy bar or uh, something else. Um, the parents will say, now, now share that with your brother or your sister. And, and I think that's another aspect of Thanksgiving that we should talk about, too, is that it is a time of Thanksgiving, but it's also a time to share the blessings that we have. And many people do that. I know they, they go and help out at um, soup kitchens or homeless shelters where uh, food is being provided for uh, those who cannot, who do not have a family, perhaps, or do not have the money uh, to have a, a nice turkey dinner. And so that aspect of service, I think, can can also be a part of the way we celebrate Thanksgiving, because not only do we thank God, but he asks us then to share, just as parents do with their children, to share the blessings that we've received. Father, uh, what are your thoughts uh, on uh, perhaps bringing a, a little uh, turkey, a little small little meal, and giving it to, to a homeless person that's standing there uh, begging for coins and dollars underneath a bridge in our expressways in our cities? Uh, what about that as an act of kindness? Well, I, I think it's a good act of kindness, John, because, you know, um, the, there's a lot of ambiguity and di- disagreement about how best to help someone who's helpless and, and maybe begging on the street. And and I think uh, to, to do it in a more personal way, providing uh, a, a sandwich, a turkey sandwich, perhaps, or some food, um, and, um, you know, inviting them maybe to a coffee shop where they can eat it in a warm place or... Um, rather than simply saying, it, it, you know, sometimes uh, people um, give money away, and that may not be helpful to the person asking for help, but it, it may also be a way of saying, okay, get out of my way. <laughs> you know, I want to pay you off to get you out of my uh, uh, view uh, and and um, to take away my guilt. Um, but I think that personal uh, approach is is a good one. Uh, Father Kabicki, I'd like to give you the final word, a word of inspiration uh, for our listeners in anticipation of Thanksgiving Day uh, 2021. 
Well, I'd say let, let's go back to what we've talked about, uh, John, that, you know, Thanksgiving, is it's a beautiful holiday. It's a good way to remember the blessings that God has given us. Uh, but it, it should be a holiday that every time we celebrate it, we, we should celebrate it with, let's say, a greater uh, sense of gratitude, a deeper sense of gratitude for family, for food, for the blessings we have in our country, uh, for all of those things. And, and to take that positive attitude that we have on the uh, Thanksgiving Day itself and to try to take a little bit of that and put it into every day. So as we said before, you know, to begin our day with uh, an act of gratitude for the gift God has given us of our life and of that day, and then at the end of the day to count the blessings that we've had. And I think that will help all of us to have a much more positive approach to life. Well, Father Kabicki, happy Thanksgiving uh, to you. Um, have a wonderful, blessed Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for, for sharing uh, with us uh, here on a Tuesday. You're, normally, this is not your normal day, but we so much appreciate it. Well, thank you, John, and uh, blessings on you, the Relevant Radio team, and all of our listeners. Thank you. Father James Kabicki, our spiritual director today. And now it's time for another edition of Glenn Story Corner. For those looking ahead to the leftovers, our story they called, "'Twas the Night of Thanksgiving." "'Twas the Night of Thanksgiving, but I just couldn't sleep. I tried counting backwards, I tried counting sheep. The leftovers beckoned, the dark meat and white, but I fought the temptation with all of my might. Tossing and turning with anticipation, the thought of a snack became infatuation. So I raced to the kitchen, flung open the door, and gazed at the fridge, full of goodies galore. I gobbled up turkey and buttered potatoes, pickles and carrots, beans and tomatoes. I felt myself swelling so plump and so round, till all of a sudden I rose off the ground. I crashed through the ceiling, floating into the sky, with a mouthful of pudding and a handful of pie. But I managed to yell as I soared past the trees, Happy eating to all! Pass the cranberries, please! Luke 6.38, Give and it will be given to you, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Thanks, Glenn. And in the spirit of gratitude, I want to say a special heartfelt thank you to our studio producer, Sarah Tafoya, who has done an amazing job over the last couple of months uh, filling in for Gabby Burke, uh, who I got to see her little baby this uh, past weekend, little baby John. Uh, she'll be back soon. This is uh, Sarah's last day here on Morning Air working on the show. Thanks so much, Sarah. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And that'll do it. I'm John Morales. Thanks Thanks so much for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you.